Welcome to In Focus, a discussion of current issues affecting our economy, featuring a review of the latest research and analysis from the Washington Research Council. This is Lou Moore with the Washington Research Council, and I'm here today with Emily Makings and Chris Schoblum, and this is our In Focus podcast episode for May the 4th, 2015. Chris, uh, you found a study that uh, features uh, Meisnohomish County uh, fairly prominently. What's going on here? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, As we were saying, snow is the place to go. Um, (laughs) So there's an article in uh, today's New York Times, um, that's um, uh, Monday, uh, about that reports on uh, a study um, out of um, Harvard University. Um, looking at uh, intergenerational mobility, um, the, um, the 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 primary the primary authors on this or two authors on this one are, are Raj Chetty and Nathaniel Hendren from Harvard. Um, some of, uh, may remember that uh, several years ago, uh, Chetty Hendren and a couple of other authors uh, put out a very nice study um, uh, uh, titled uh, "Where Is the Land of Opportunity." Um, looking at intergenerational mobility, um, the the um, um, you know the, the the extent to which um, children who grow up in a lower income family end up uh, having high income um, as adults. Um, that study, um, you know, um, the Seattle metropolitan area looked uh, came out very well in. Um, uh, that study looked at uh, at uh, uh, the basic geographic unit of that was uh, what are called commute zones, which are just expanded metropolitan uh, areas. Uh, the Seattle commute zone extends um, from Skagit County in the north down through uh, Thurston County in the south, so it's a fairly large area. And in that study, uh, looking at the, the, the uh, 50 largest metro areas, uh, by one measure, at least, Seattle ranked fourth best. Um, the odds of a, of a child uh, in Seattle growing, who grew up uh, in a family in the bottom fifth of the uh, income distribution, the, the odds of that child ending up as an adult in the top fifth of the, of the distribution was 11% in Seattle. Quite good. Uh, the uh, higher metro areas were San Jose, San Francisco, and Washington, uh, D.C., but they're just close to this. Now, this follow-on study um, actually um, looks at county-level data, uh, and um, and and this study actually uh, tracks migration between counties. Um, the idea is that, that with the, the county-level data, uh, with the, the original data, looking where people grow up, it wasn't really clear, it, wasn't, it was a hard time disentangling a number of different effects. Um, by looking at this migration um, during childhood, um, there's a chance to see if the impact of, of uh, being in a county depends, uh, growing up in a county, depends upon the age in which one started growing up in the county. Um, and they find, yes, it does, and, and there's actually a nice linear relationship. If you're in a good county, um, the sooner you move to the good county, the bigger the impact is on your, on your adult education. Um, 
So, and, and if we take a look at, at, at this um, 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 data, uh, looking at the 100 largest counties by population in the country, um, and, and using as a, as a as an index um, the percentage change in earning as adult as a fraction of a of a year spent in that county as a child, um, Snohomish County ranks second highest of the top hundred counties. Wow! Very good. A, a year in Snohomish County is worth point uh, seven two hundredths. Of uh, uh, of uh, t- uh, to uh, per, uh, to annual earnings coming from uh, uh, in adulthood, um, King County ranks seventh of the uh, among the top hundred counties with a, a score of uh, 0.57%. Um, quite good, uh, and 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 sort of confirming what you might think to, to confirm this thing of the top hundred counties, the one with the the le- the least impact, in fact, the most negative impact, uh, is Baltimore County. My goodness. So compared to the average county, uh, a year in Baltimore subtracts almost nine nine tenths of a percent of income. Mm-hmm. So, so Chris, uh, they're looking at counties. Uh, I take it they're not looking at weather patterns, and I don't know how much they'd even be looking at business climate. So are are, are we just talking schools, or, 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 or why, why are they looking schools, at counties? I think, I think, I think it's... it's it's the more it's in general the environment that you grow up in, um, and that you that your um, your whole expectations on life and a number of things come out come from the environment, uh, and I think uh, they will talk about schools being a very important part of this, mm-hmm. um, uh, and, and I'm pretty sure they are, and, and this provides some confirmation that uh, that that the Washington State schools aren't as bad as some as folks sometimes make them out to be. Um, you know, maybe we're not giving the kids quite as much money as we should, but we seem to be doing a pretty good job with the money they're getting. So go Everett High? Is that the... Yeah. All right. <laughs> Very well. Well, that's interesting. Emily, you uh, talked a little bit uh, in the last week about uh, the letter that the Attorney General wrote our Supreme Court and their, now their response to that in terms of enforcement of their McCleary decision. Right. So last year, the Supreme Court, the state Supreme Court had found the legislature in contempt for failing to make progress on implementing the um, education bills that were found to be required under the McCleary decision. Mm-hmm. And but they decided to hold off on on levying any sanctions on the legislature until after this session had been complete and after the legislature had had time to to make progress. Um, the state attorney general wrote to the Supreme Court and said, you should really give them until the end of the special session since they're, they've made progress. Both houses have passed budgets that would increase funding for basic, basic education, um, but they just need a little bit more time to figure it all out. And the state Supreme Court said last week that, yes, we will give you more time before we decide whether or not to penalize you in any way. And then that's the second question is how any, if the legislature fails to do what the Supreme Court thinks it should do, how can the Supreme Court go about actually sanctioning the legislature? There's separation of powers issue. There 
a whole number of legal questions there. But for now, the legislature has a reprieve, and we'll have to wait and see. Okay. Um, the McCleary decision, strange in all of its uh, <laughs> implications, in my opinion. Yep. Uh, well, speaking of the strange, uh, uh, at le or at least maybe a little bit of the obscure, but uh, uh, leave it never be said that the Washington Research Council leaves any stone unturned in seeking economic vitality and opportunities for job creation. So I was taking a look at another study. Uh, this one was undertaken by a website called Home Advisor that is a, a clearinghouse for folks that are looking for various types of contractors and specialists to come and help them in their homes. And they, they did a, uh, a survey of what they uh, claim is millions of contracting requests around the country. And there were some interesting regional patterns, one of which uh, our state, Washington State, comes out number one in terms of uh, needing the services of a plumber. I'm not exactly sure why that is. Uh, they mentioned uh, clogged drains. Calls for clogged drains uh, uh, was a major reason for this. They also mentioned uh, problems with water heaters, and sometimes you don't call a plumber for that. Uh, I know I don't, but uh, they mentioned that wa water heater problems and clogged drains are, are big in Washington State, bigger than some of our other states. So I don't quite know what to make of that, but uh, the headline in Market Watch, which covered this, uh, study that was uh, undertaken by home advisors said uh, plumbers might want to move to Washington State. So, or our students should uh, go into trade school to learn plumbing. There you go, Emily. And, and uh, there's a plug for our uh, for for practical education in this state. So. So there was no uh, data about uh, how the share of those calls that were coming from the governor's mansion were there. <laughs> uh, there was not, sir. <laughs> Absolutely not. And on that high note, <laughs> my name is Lou Moore with Dr. Chris Schoblum, the distinguished senior economist at the Washington Research Council, along with Emily Makings. Thank you for joining us. In Focus is a production of the Washington Research Council, dedicated to providing timely, credible research and policy analysis supporting economic vitality and private sector job creation. Your tax-deductible investment allows our work to continue. For more information, go to researchcouncil.org.